Hello, and welcome back to the HBO's podcast. We're your hosts, Sam and Maddie. Hello. Uh, we are joined by the one and only Madre de Mi, my mom, uh, also known as Stacy. <laughs> Say hi. Hello, hello. Um, and today we're talking about Succession Season 4, Episode 9, called Church and State, written by Jesse Armstrong and directed by Mark Mylod. Um, It's a big one, but also on this uh, monologue introduction that I'm doing right now, spoiler warning, um, anything related to succession on, you know, that's already happened in succession, like from the beginning to date uh, is on the table. We're going to be discussing it. So if you haven't seen it or not caught up on the most recent episode, then go watch it, come back, listen to us. Yeah. Oh, how you guys doing? How's it going? Good. Great. Good. <laughs> we're here. We're sad because the series is close to being closed. Um, you know, so we're excited, but we're sad. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is a sad time. Uh mom, what did you think about the episode? <sighs> Heartbreaking. nauseating (laughs) (laughs) um oh god he's just giving one word one word feelings (laughs) pretty much nauseated yeah because it's so close to real life that yeah it's very just just the underhandedness and oh god yeah but it was also heartbreaking too I mean, it was yeah. it was sad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, what about you? Yeah, it was uh, it was overall sad for sure. Um, a lot of shit happened though. I did appreciate that. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. There was like a phoenix moment, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, there was a lot. It, I just feel like it was a lot of shit it was very um you know the episode before the last yeah penultimate yep yeah yeah, so i know that was one of my biggest things about this this season um and you know i think a lot of people can agree is that like we don't get any of just like dumb moments like we don't get like a greg stealing logan's chicken moment in this season we don't Mm. get like a top you know tom having or tom stealing Logan's chicken or Greg having a benign fungus in his toenails and, you know, just stupid shit like that. Like I started, um, I just watched the pilot just because I just wanted to go back and see where it all started. And, um, and the, our introduction to Roman is he sends a corporate alchemist to Kendall's office to sage him and his office. (laughs) It was like a joke. It, it's fucking hilarious, but like we didn't get, we don't get a lot of those small moments unless you are like really privy. You're not going to catch a lot of the funny things that are happening. Um, I have to look up almost half the things that they fucking say because I don't know what they mean. It's like, do, did you know that a dacha was a Russian countryside, you know, home? No, no one knows that, but Tom still says it, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's very fast. There's a lot that happens. They're like momentous episodes and i think that this one was just another one i don't think that the finale is going to be any different um yeah i my one liner is just the rise and fall of the roman empire in 80 minutes is what this was 
Mm. You know, so we'll get yeah. to that. We'll go over the eulogies and. Can I just say my favorite quote from the episode? Yeah. Discord gets my dickhorn. <laughs> that was so out of pocket and so funny. And it was like right in the beginning. I was like, oh, I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that. I didn't. I mean, I should know better because it's, you know, Roman, but like, ugh, that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing gets dick hard. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why it was so funny. I was like, sir, stop it. Oh, right him, when Shiv announces her pregnancy in the car, he's like, <laughs> oh, is it mine? <laughs> just yeah. so you know, if I see you breastfeeding, I'm going to have to jerk off. And I'm just like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess we should just get into the meat of it though and i think that might be all the funny we get yeah i know well i mean there is definitely some funny throughout but you know yeah it's it's tough you know we start off with um basically with roman actually doing a sort of monologue um practice of his speech and um you know just high and mighty as fuck so disturbing yeah (laughs) Um, the man (laughs) that was hard to watch i was like oh no not this yeah yeah um so we started with that and then we go into um an update you know we get a little life update from shiv and you know we just saw her what 12 hours ago in the last episode because these are back to back um Mm -hmm. and then we get kendall who's on his way to meet the siblings and gets a call from rava and rava's basically saying you know we know that the jimenez supporters are all rioting in the new york city street so like it's Mm -hmm. just a shit show logistically the entire day rob is scared and says that she's going to take the kids out of the city and go upstate kendall freaks out because he's got abandonment issues out the fucking asshole and Mm -hmm. so he can't he can't handle it and goes and does you know a psycho dad ex-husband moment and tries to get in front of the car and argues and so we're starting to see the downfall of kendall and then unfortunately also discovers that jess is trying to leave because it's oh. the first time that he's looked at his own calendar in probably 12 years. And yeah. he's like, why do I have a meeting with you? And it's like, yeah. oh, it's unfortunate timing. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think about just, like, Kendall? And even, we, I mean, we can talk about him just throughout the episode. I think that that makes sense. You know, he because he starts yeah. out in a horrible low place and then goes, I mean, he ends it being the most powerful that yeah, Kendall- he What's so funny about him is when things get bad, he gets, like, manic. We've mm-hmm. spoken about this before on previous, but it's just so funny to see his arc. Like, he is very dynamic in his emotion. When he's good, he's good. And when he's bad, he's bad. I know that's super cliche to say, but it's very obvious, like, emotionally speaking. Um, And I think that's interesting to be in, like, such a such a powerful position to, like, still be so human. You know, like, yeah, his morals are fucking skewed, but his actions, behaviors, things that happen around him, I'm like, wow, like, I have been a crazy ex-girlfriend and jumped in front of a car or chased a car or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, So I'm like, I get it, Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Mom, of just Kendall overall at this point? I don't know. I think he, I I think now he's like, what the hell did we just do? Mm-hmm. 
because it was actually, wasn't it Mencken's people that pushed his daughter? It was um, the Nazi uh, news, the Tucker Carlson, if you will, of ATN. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so... He said he said that to Roman in last week's episode, and Roman was like, "Oh my God, is she okay?" Mm-hmm. But then it just was like, "That was it. That was his whole concern." Was you know? But I think he's, I think he's now having a um, crisis of conscience mm-hmm. because when in last week's episode or the week before, when um, Roman says at the very end, it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Shiv is standing there saying, but it does matter, Roman. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's when Kendall fin- started to see, oh shit, what did yeah. I do? Yeah. Well, and then he gets a twofer, right? He gets like, not only Rava taking the kids out of the city because she doesn't feel safe, but then Jess almost immediately after. And he mm-hmm. knows that's why, because Jess has been yeah. his assistant mm-hmm. since the very right. beginning right? and, and dealt with all of his bullshit the entire right. time. And, and now she leaves and it's like the stroke of right. like, Oh shit, this really did it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then yeah. one of the points that I made offline to YouTube, but I'll just say it now is that the closest people to Kendall that aren't his family are Jess, who is a woman of color. That's his assistant his yep. you know ex-wife mm-hmm. Raba and his two adopted kids of color well i know that the daughter's adopted but i'm just gonna go on a limb and say that the son is adopted too uh the daughter is of indian descent so she's a person of color and then fikret which is a turkish name that's his driver and these are his people right these are the people that he's had since day one and they're all people that are negatively affected by Mencken being president so mm-hmm. you know he kind of fucked himself over with siding right. with roman you know yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, we're going into, I think, you know, where Kendall, this is his, like, I said this from the beginning that this whole show is just Kendall's villain origin story. And I think we're just chipping away at the pieces that make him moral. And, you know, now he's gaining, we'll talk about his power plays later, but, you know, securing an army and moving Mm -hmm. more like Logan does versus with emotion, Something that um, happened in the pilot is Kendall is trying to buy Valter and it's going to be one of the biggest moves of the company and, you know, will almost secure his spot as CEO if he can pull it off. And um, it's Logan's birthday and Logan tells him at the office, don't worry about coming to the house if you have other things to, to focus on, meaning don't fucking come. You have work to do here. Like, don't right. let your sentiment overpower your logic and um and then roman or uh kendall goes to the house anyways and it's like of course i would never miss it and that's when logan stops taking him seriously because he's like you're you're just too big of a pussy to do this you know so i think logan Logan didn't trust any of the kids yeah he would play on their their need for power Mm -hmm. like with shiv and then then this season with roman but he never trusted them to to not any of them yeah that's why he's he kept stabbing them in the back the whole time yeah i mean i'm like but arguably i think he tried to he i don't know if the chances were ever there but he did that was his test for kendall in episode season one episode one was if you say fuck you dad i'm not coming to your birthday because we have a you know we have shit to do 
that would have been an A plus, right? But he didn't and he failed that test. So it, Logan did, and he did test Shiv a lot too when she was in, you know, in the running um, and she failed miserably as well. So, you know, they all have tried, they all have failed. And I think Logan did test them, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I think they all had aspects, you know. But that I don't he, think he ever trusted he, them. He, he no. never trusted them to take over the company. And, you know, he was probably like, please let me die before anything happens. Because yeah, well, yeah, well. <laughs> once I'm dead, I don't care, yeah. you know, what happens to anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have, you know, I don't know, that all playing. And I think with Kendall, you know, he lost Rava, the kids, and Jess all in one episode. And then by the end of it, you know, like arms Hugo and Colin and momentum yeah yep yeah um you know and that was like you know we'll talk about the the just the actual funeral now but yeah Yeah, it was the context of how it happened you know like it's funny kind of like not to be i don't know the thing that sucks about the funeral is that roman was judged harshly in that moment and obviously he didn't take the time to like grieve mm-hmm. um but i don't know when you're in a position like that you cannot show your true colors never yeah. never you know so i think that like although he should not be judged in that manner he dropped the ball yeah well and i and think that Kendall got it i don't know he picked it up yeah um emotionally mom how did you feel about it was horrible to watch that yeah yeah it was horrible Mm -hmm. i mean because i mean it hasn't been that long since we went you know through grandpa's funeral yeah and you know especially like with us being so distant from him you know it didn't hit us until the funeral yeah or the you know the week before but you know i think with roman he just kept pushing it down, pushing it yeah. down, pushing it down. I'm, I, you know, I'm the man, I'm going to do this. And then when he got up there and saw the casket and, you know, just, he just lost it. Yeah. Which, and I think- which is normal. I mean, that's normal yeah. human totally normal. Yeah. behavior. Yeah. And then when he said, is he in there? Is he in there? Let's let him out. Yeah. You know, that's where you see, okay, maybe he's not as, you know, stable as everybody thinks he is yeah but then someone said so i read something was was it you yeah i think it was in your thing and that he was high but i don't know if he was high no wait in my thing that he was high i thought you wrote down wrote in that thing oh no i said high and mighty high and mighty like high and mighty oh okay (laughs) (laughs) well he does get high i mean mean, yeah yeah, and yeah. That's, you know, that's a thing I think was a little, you know, red herring that they put in stuff because we haven't really seen him go off and, you know, anyways, I'm not even going to give that theory any more light than it needs. But yeah, and I think that, you know, Roman, he had the momentum. He's had the momentum for this whole mm-hmm. time. And then Ewan went up and did his eulogy, you know, his eulogy and completely fucked it. He just, compl- like, I think that that yeah. really is what... because. Yeah, Roman had gone... 
if Roman had gone first, he would have been fine. I think he would have been able to make it through it. Yeah. But when you and bringing up all the stuff about the sister and the polio, and I think it just kind of threw, because all he said, you know, all we heard of his speech was my dad, you know, he was a great man and he was this and he was that, you know, and all his. Yeah. Basically like his CV, like a resume is what, is what Roman was going to give. Nothing. And you and did the personal. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think that, you know, Kendall like doing it so yeah ultimately you and I think fucked up Romans because Roman was in control of everything and then you mm-hmm. going up threw that out of whack and now he's not yeah. in control anymore and now right. I have to go up and rebuttal against this man that knows my father better right. than I do who mm-hmm. is giving these backstories that I am literally just gonna say like he's talking about married this woman and divorced this woman sad 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 but then he bought this company good 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 like that's that was the essence of roman's speech so it's like i think that he realized that like he couldn't like there he couldn't follow that and even when kendall finally does go up and and save the day he's looking through roman's cards and he yeah. just decides in the moment, I'm scratching all of this. I'm going, I'm yeah. freeballing this, you know? Yeah, like, and I'm, he says, my dad, my dad was a brute. Yes. Yeah. And he that's, agrees. That's and that's the first thing he said. And everybody kind of was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then, you know. It was incredibly political. Like, Shiv yeah. is not the politician of this family, Kendall is. And Kendall yeah, he, that was, it felt like, it, it felt like an, you know, in the when Logan first died, what Shiv called it was the coronation demolition derby. And this mm-hmm. felt like a coronation. It felt like a funeral and a coronation of Kendall. Right. Because Kendall rose yeah. to the occasion and he did right. what needed to be done. And mm-hmm. and I, th- I think the difference between him and Shiv and Roman, because even with Shiv, even though I think she's very intelligent, she acts before she thinks. And so does Roman or Kendall. You can see his brain working yeah you know like Mm -hmm. and that's why he i think that's why they have him the way they have him talk and the like he stutters not stutters but he starts and stops and starts and stops and it's because they want you to know that his mind is thinking yeah he's Mm -hmm. the other two are just like fuck it let's do it we're just gonna do it yep yeah yeah i agree um maddie you were very moved by kendall's speech what did you think about i want to know how he gets his nose to run when he's not crying Uh, that's mom that's (laughs) acting that's special stuff (laughs) yeah the special stuff Uh um i did like kendall's speech quite a lot i thought it was very true Mm -hmm. whether or not it was political like i liked I, I thought the way that he explained his father was very, very accurate. That's probably the most accurate that I've heard Logan described on the show. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that. Um, you know, and I thought that like he just handled it. Like he did what he was supposed to do in that moment. And like I appreciated that for what it was and for being like the first son or whatever. Um well, second son, technically. Well, technically, yeah. Second son. Yeah. We always forget about Connor. I know. Well, he's kind of dopey. I love Connor, but you know, <laughs> they don't give him as much screen time, so I forget. Yeah, well, because every time he's on, he sounds like a dumbass. I know. Just, oh, hey. I mean, honestly, I want to say arguably 
I I want to think about, and maybe this is an exercise that we can do at the end of this, but I want to think about who the funniest person is because Connor for me is in the fucking running. He is hysterical. He's so funny. Greg. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, do it, we'll do it after. It'll be a fun game we play at the end. But yeah. But on the other side of that, I will say I was not as moved by Shiv's speech. And I, I don't know what she even went up there for. Yeah, like on your point of being calculated, Shiv's speech felt sloppy. I felt like she looked a little bit weak because of the way she was speaking. It was like not well thought out. Uh, it was kind of choppy. And like, I, I like Shiv outside of fucking Tom. You know, I'm like, okay, you're powerful. Like you're cunning. You're smart. But that move was, I was like, Kendall just zipped it up, fucking put a bow on it and delivered it. What are you doing? I think she wanted, she had that feeling of daddy's little girl. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Even though it was hard for her being, like she said, being the only daughter. Yeah. It was hard and he was hard on her, but he still was the world to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, if it had just, because I question this a lot too, because she wasn't on the docket to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and now uh, like officially with her having said what, having actually said something, Roman, Kendall and Shiv all got the opportunity and Connor was told no. And which yeah. is just even shittier because, yeah. you know, if she didn't speak, it was just Roman did it, fudged it. Kendall saved his ass. Boom. Like nice and clean. Shiv mm-hmm. going up. I don't know if that was a last minute, decision i don't know if i and i think it probably was because kendall fucking killed it as he always does with public speaking that man has spent thousands and thousands of dollars in public speaking courses because he is great every time he makes yeah. it great um and you know he said something that i loved that when they were speaking we also got um reaction shots from some people and there was something that he said in his speech and it was like i hope that you know he's talking about his dad and how he has this like velocity and this vim to him and he said and god i hope i have that too because without that the world would be a gray like a gray place i'm paraphrasing but mm-hmm. when he says that he says it so powerfully and he's he says it so personally like i hope that i have that and and it it shoots to to shiv and she has like this like weird this twinge on her face like you're calling yourself the number one boy right now and i don't like that and and she's sitting there in the presence of not only Matson, Mencken, the government the everybody that she said in her speech mm-hmm. right world bankers and politicians and you know fucking mm-hmm. prime ministers and all this issue literally they're in the presence of that so roman got his opportunity to speak in front of him fucked it Kendall wowed them to the point of an applause and then Shiv what is silent in the back again but but again when Roman was going through that you know and they showed other you know they panned out to the other people you know people I think that their reactions was they felt for him I mean they they understood what was going especially the people that in that work with them and know that in this past week he hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't taken a minute. Shiv has gone on her own, you know, and, and taken some time. Kendall goes to the, the, wherever he goes to the beach or the park or wherever the hell he was. I think he was at the beach. Yeah. You know, but Roman never did that. Yeah. 
Well, and, and I, th- I think they felt, you know, sympathy for him because he just, and plus he's the baby, isn't but, he? Or she's the baby. No, he's the baby. But mm-hmm. think about it in terms of this is not a place where you can show weakness. These are not people that. Right. I understand. I understand him. that. But I mean, I'm saying like the people close to him. Yeah. Like Jerry and all of them. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you, because they, they shot to Jerry and you could see Ugh. the look on her face. Yeah. She felt horrible for him. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that, and then this, you know, we'll, I'll pick this note back up later when we talk about it, but thinking about Roman is supposed to be, you know, he wants to fill his father's shoes and, you know, but that's the thing is like, in order to fill someone's shoes, you have to be more like them than not. And the thing right. is, with Roman breaking down, especially after, you know, last, that last episode, he gets Mencken, you know, the ATN, um, you know, that the, the ATN support and all of that, he makes these huge moves. And then, you know, he looks to Kendall at some point and he's like, Oh, look at that president calling. Like he's just on cloud nine on top of the world. Right. And, right. and then to think that exactly. But then to think, <laughs> um, Mencken is out there in the audience right now, watching him break down this person oh, that yeah. needs to trust you wholeheartedly that you're going to be your, his ace and mm-hmm. can't even handle speaking publicly at this at this place like you break completely down it's like it it shot roman's chance of anything well that's why macon ended up talking to shiv and exactly Madsen. yeah well that's why i was gonna bring it up later we'll get to yeah. macon and his fucking bullshit later but uh, i don't care every time i see him all i can think of is the crazy is the crazy brother from weeds yes i can't <laughs> i can't see him and anything else with that show. he oh just I haven't seen that in so long that I can't remember the character. It's, it's her brother. Okay, well, I have a hot take because I kind of think Mankin is hot. Ugh, I know it's bad. I know it's Ew. so bad, but I think Ew. he's hot. You know, um, I don't like how I don't like how he talks in this. I don't like like the accent they gave uh, him. I don't like. I don't any know of- what it is. Something about his mouth. You know, no, it's similar. We're also doing um, Yellow Jackets pod. So if you're watching that, go you know check our channel after this. But um, I think that the grubby, gross, pedo cop is hot too. So we all have our problems. Ew. Bad. <laughs> Like the yeah, cop, you are not my loins, boy. And, yeah. Oh, oh, the uh, from yes, yes, yes. The yellow jacket with that porn mustache. Yeah, damn porn mustache. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The one that she was, she was messing with. Now he's hot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. Yeah. Yes. yes. I digress. Speaking of relations, I do want to bring this up because I see you have it in the notes is at the funeral. Um, I, you know, the kid's mom, she's fucking terrible, but she did one good thing in this episode. And it was honestly probably the most heartfelt thing for me that happened on succession is when she brings Carrie over and she fucking makes her and Marsha. She's like, Marsha, you need to take this bitch under your wing, but with her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. There was four women. One of them was also an ex. I don't know if it was an ex wife. I don't know her name. It's escaping me, but I did know it. Um, but yeah, so it's Carolyn, which is the mom. Marsha, which is the most recent ex-wife. Carrie, which is the most recent ex-lover. And then mm-hmm. the um, the fourth one. And it's like, it just gave me First Wives Club. It gave me 
her and him and Marsha are not divorced yet. Well, no, but I'm still- no, I said most recent wife. You said ex-wife. Oh, most well, recent ex-wife. No, they're still married. Okay, well, the the they, wife. Yeah, I never. Her. That's how she was able to give Connor or sell Connor the penthouse. Oh yeah, but, yeah, she got yeah. a pretty fucking penny from that. They all did, I'm sure. So yeah, no, it was a very nice moment. It was something that um, I I wasn't expecting that from Marsha because of how she treated Carrie during like the yeah. day, during mm-hmm. the day. Um, well, but she was also just lost her husband. So, mm-hmm. and then the, and then his mistress walks in the door. I would probably would have punched her in the face. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's yeah. it's oh she she's she's a smart woman. She she knows that you know she he's dead. You know mm-hmm. why hurt this girl anymore? I mean, she. I am rooting for Carrie and all of this. Carrie and Jeff. <laughs> I hope they make she it. She needs out to good. change her hairstyle for. Pets. I know Carrie's sweet <laughs> little bang it. having ass. I fucking love her little bangs and her little sweet I... self. And I think the reason that Marsha ends up just kind of like being like, yeah, fuck it, is not only because he's dead, but like. Carrie is so genuine. Like she, she is really sad. Like I don't feel like it's a business or it's a thing. Like I feel like she's really in there. Like, damn, I'm gonna miss this man. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I I think that Marsha kind of sees that, and I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly Carrie didn't get anything. No, yeah, so, shit. no, not at all. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like Marsha just secured. Is her everybody own- laughing at her? That's all she got. Exactly. Aww. So I feel like Marsha just secured her own finances, and then she was able to reach yeah. out. But yeah, it was it was it was a nice moment. I was like, ex wives. It, it reminded me of just like an Avengers Assemble moment, like <laughs> Assemble. You know, like and all yeah. of them sat in the row that the wife is supposed to sit in in the front. Yeah. One thing I do want to say just overall about just the orchestration of the episode was that like it was so true to what a funeral is like. And like that church that they filmed in, um, I don't know the name, but it's in New York City. It's where like Jackie Jr. was buried. It's where Julie Judy Garland had her funeral there. Like it's very prestigious uh, Catholic church. And even the way, I mean, Logan asked for a full mass. I believe that was not a full mass. So that's my one thing. Yeah, we had a full mass at Grandpa's. Yes, yeah. So I know what a full mass looks like. But but nonetheless, it was very Catholic. And um, the even just where people were sitting and all of those dynamics, like a lot of people, I feel like they would appreciate that, the Um, realism of it. I just point out what was super un-Catholic of them. And maybe this is me just reaching, but Logan's fucking like burial site, the goddamn mausoleum that he's going to be in. (laughs) That as soon as I saw it, I was like, Buffy, the vampire slayer. (laughs) <laughs> it was just a the red fucking... the red flowers were a bit much yeah yeah it was a total trip. i was like a fucking vampire is gonna pop out this bitch and i'm gonna have to slay it what is what is Connor's like i want the bunk yeah <laughs> bunking up top will be so bad um my god but then what does shiv say when they're when we're walking in like who who did he win a bit against like liberace and yeah and, 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 <laughs> i don't know St- stalin and liberace and i was liberace. like oh my fucking god yeah i don't i did not understand the red flowers at all 
I mean, his sister I, I was Rose, so maybe it was just an abundance of roses, you know, to also memorable. I, you know. Yeah, but you, well, nah, you don't do red flowers at a funeral. Yeah. But isn't the lyric... You don't do red flowers at a wedding either. Rose on a grave? Mm. I don't know. Right. No, 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 no. That, no. Was, that was beyond. Well, That was yeah. disgusting, really. <laughs> I would have I been horrified if that... <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll have to detail everything you want out for me, Mom. <laughs> this is more yeah. conversation to have. No red flowers at my funeral, thanks. Yeah. Um, also, Maddie, the seal lyric is Rose on the Gray, which no idea oh, what it means. But just not kidding. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, I'm getting created anyway, so I won't be in a mausoleum, and I wouldn't spend that much money on one of those things anyway. Well, fi- you could fi- live in it for God's sake. It was like a studio apartment. Well, isn't Grandpa married buried in something, or it doesn't he? He's in the wall something? in a mausoleum, but there's other people in there. Yeah. That one building was just yeah. Logan Roy is not, not going to shack up with any Joe Schmo for the rest of his eternity. No, he clearly bought the whole thing for him and his family. Whoever wants to be there, but. Kendall can't even finish scotch with them, and he makes Roman breathe funny. So I don't think that any of them are going to want to be there. <laughs> I just want to be turned into fertilizer and then a tree. Yeah. yeah. What up? Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? That mausoleum reminded me of Sam is when we went to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Vampire City. I'm t- no, just, just I'm telling there, you. Because they were telling, when we went on the tour, they said, you know, people didn't worry about big houses, nice cars, whatever. Their status symbol was where they got buried. Yeah. So these mausoleums were like amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not as big as that thing that he was going in, but you know, that's that's the your status apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got your it. St- yeah, it was probably the size yeah. of my last apartment. Um, but but he got yeah. it for five million dollars, so that's a steal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. According to Kendall. Yeah. Um, from a dot com pet supply guy. That whole, just the whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, moving, we can move right into the, the not so great note. Well, we skipped over a Shiv and Matson, the negotiation, the floating of the US CEO, but we'll talk about that later when we talk about Matson and, and Mencken. But um, we can go right into Kendall securing the army is what I wrote down. So basically, while after the they put the um, casket and mausoleum, they do the whole thing. Uh, Kendall will as they're leaving the church to go to the burial. I don't even what do you call it for my whatever. It's fine. I I'm like, yes, it's, it's a burial. It's technically, mm-hmm. okay. I still call it a burial. Um, so as they're leaving, Hugo pulls Kendall and says, hey, by the way, um, you know, uh, Matson's gonna try to talk to Mank and he's gonna float a US CEO. Shiv wants it. So Hugo's the one that tells Kendall that and he goes, yeah. that's when he turns, just immediately goes from mm-hmm. white to black. Well, um, yeah, because he also know. I think he knows that um, Matson's hiding the numbers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But with Shiv's expert advice, which was, you know, very good of her, she has Matson go public with the number discretion right. while all mm-hmm. this is happening because bury it, right? Yeah. Um, so that was very smart of them to do because now it's not even, it's a non-issue at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so yeah, so when after the, the burial process, when they're about to leave to go to the reception, Kendall pulls Hugo aside and basically says... 
um, I need you on my side, but this isn't a cooperation. You'll be my dog, but the scraps on the table will be millions. Happy? Mm-hmm. And like, it just felt so Logan. It was so Listen, Logan. Hugo's response, woof, woof. <laughs> Listen, if I was a boss... And an employee said that to me, I'd be like, you're not an employee anymore. We're fucking. Like, that was hot. I don't even give it. Hugo's not hot. That was hot. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's here for it. Great actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, but just in like, even in a business sense, I was like, okay, you're a down bitch. No pun intended. But you know what I mean? I'm like, let's fucking ride. Remember when they were leaving wherever they Switzerland or whatever the hell it was Norway when they when they met Madsen he went right to Kendall because his wife had told him to sell the stock right before Logan died not obviously they didn't know not his wife. Was it, was, it was his daughter yeah it was his daughter or daughter yeah. yes daughter so he's already had that kind of confidence with Kendall well yeah because, because this was the the yeah. strap on moment was you know yes. he going to bust out the strap on that moment yeah. of yeah so already yes. Kendall has been you know Hugo's been working for him uh he's mm-hmm. had Greg doing other shicey shit for him <laughs> um but the th- my question is is that what I didn't like about Hugo's response is that I'm like you're well I if that were me I would question it because I'm like you're too eager to follow somebody so if somebody offers you a better deal what's to say yeah. you're not going to take that i should have to earn your respect and loyalty like i should that should be something that i earn over time but i think like, he probably uh, that's why i brought up the other episode is because him telling kendall that kendall could have got him arrested mm-hmm. insider trading yeah you know he could have fired him but he didn't and i think like with with the older people in the company mm-hmm loyalty is very important to them where the kids are kind of like, if you don't like me, screw you, get the hell out. Well, it's kind of like no loyalty whatsoever. Yeah. But Jerry and all those guys are very loyal. They've always been loyal to Logan, even though they didn't like everything he did. And so I think Hugo still is in that capacity of being, I'm your guy. Yeah, but Hugo is a fucking dog. But like on that note, um, it is what Tom, it, Tom literally said, spelt it out perfectly to Greg last episode. And that's why Greg tells, he rats Shiv out. Tom said, because yeah. Greg says, I heard that Shiv, you know, is blah, blah, blah to Tom. And Tom said, basically information, you like harbor information. And then when the time is right, you, you break someone's fucking face with it. And yeah. that's what happened. And so I think that Kendall does have Tom because, or does have Greg because Greg is the one that he used his right. information right. wisely. And then he smiles at Shiv as he walks oh by. God, like, like oh, holy shit, boy, you so, got balls. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. big brass ones. <laughs> exactly. So I think that with Kendall, the reason why he did, you know, honestly, it's better to have people on your payroll that have secrets because they are going to be the ones that they need you more than you need them and that's that's the that's the trick is keep people around you that need you more than you need them and that's what kendall is doing and he does it with hugo and then just the first time i've ever heard music like this in this scoring but when he gets in his car to leave and it was like 
fucking like I don't know. It was just it was like the villain. It was villain music mm-hmm. that played the Godfather music. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. And um, that's playing. And so it's the first time that I've ever heard the Nicholas Bertel, who is the one that does the score, him make something like that. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, whoa, 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 whoa. We have crossed the line. Like, this is crazy. And then immediately we get into the reception and Kendall recruits Colin, who was Logan's security and driver. Um, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who openly admitted to being in therapy. Well, Kendall, yeah. yeah, he's he. Well, like, Kendall said you should get your head shrunk. Yeah, he said I heard you get your head yeah. shrunk. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Well, yeah, yeah, because I think you saw because when him and Logan were at dinner a couple episodes ago, you actually you actually saw a human side to to Logan. You know, it he said, similar, you're my best, you're my best friend. It was similar you know? to Kendall and Jess and Kendall and Fickret. And yes. Logan had those too. He had his, his, his assistant, yeah. Terry, who was very close to, he had, and then of course he had the board. He was very close with, you know, Frank and Carl and Carolina and Jerry, but, um, but he had his assistant and then he had Colin. And yes. Colin was the only person. I mean, he took him away from the birthday dinner to go to a diner and he just wanted to be yeah. with Colin. And so like Kendall had those relationships and now basically fucked yeah, it with getting yeah, it. He's, got a, he's trying to bring him back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's um, assembling an A-team and Shiv is trusting Matson way too much. And Roman is just so off the funny. fucking office rocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we can talk to you about um, Mencken now. I don't like the fact that she's drinking champagne either. Well, she's a fucking asshole. Like, I'm sorry, because she wants Tom to believe she's pregnant. Well, but right. Then she, then she grabs a glass of champagne and he kind of like does a double take, and then she sips it, and he's like, "Eh." Like, I don't think he really believes she's pregnant. I don't think so either, but I'm just like, stop fucking playing with him. Like, why? That She's just so shitty with Tom. It's fucking unbearable. I'm like, girl, you grow up. Yeah, but he he fucked her over, so. Yeah. Um, Look, your kid is not your fucking meal ticket or your playing card. I don't care if the child is unborn. Like, don't play with the motherfucker's feelings like that. Like, come on, just grow up. But But then she changes again when he starts to break down and he says he's just so you know he comes in for like 20 minutes that's Mm -hmm. her game and she's he said i'm so i I haven't slept yeah yeah go late and go to sleep yeah so yeah and she tells i think she loves him but she hates him so it's kind of like well i just think she wants him in her corner like because she knows that tom like when i don't know Tom is getting stronger, but she knows that if she, like, has that trust with him or, like, is vulnerable with him, he'll believe it. Like, she she has to work for it a little bit now, but I think that she can... I think that Tom is always open to building that bond with her, especially now that she's pregnant. I mean, I know that he doesn't quite believe it, but she is pregnant. We all know that. I think that he, I think he believes it. I think that with Shiv and what I've always seen so clearly with her, especially with Tom is that like, she does love him, but in loving him, she is vulnerable. And then therefore she has a weakness and And she trusted him before and he passed out. Yeah. He fucked her over. And, um, but I I don't think she ever thought he would do that. 
I don't think she ever thought he had the balls to do that. No, she didn't. My point is just that she you can see it in her face. And that's why Sarah Snook, the actress that plays her is so fucking good because it's like, you can literally see it in Shiv's face when she wants to care, but she can't. And it's times where like, Mm -hmm. she might be on the phone with Tom and he says something that's really hurtful and you can see her wanting to just break down. But then she's like, okay, fuck you too. You know, Mm -hmm. like she has to pull herself together because she can't let him know that she feels like this. She can't let anybody know that she has this weakness. And that's Mm -hmm. what her fucking father taught her. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't blame her. Like, I don't, I don't like, I blame her because she should be more emotionally aware and mature than she is. But I also just, I understand it. So the Shiv hate army, don't fucking, don't at me. I'm not here for it. I love yeah, her. and by the way, I just want to say, because you just brought up something very good and I haven't said it, the reason I hate her character so much is because the actress is so good. And that always ends up being my favorite characters. The ones that like I hate the most, they're the like they're like the villain the most villainous because it's the acting that sells it. So shout out to the actress. I know, I know. And honestly, just on her acting, because we kind of skipped over her eulogy and just talked about her her timing and not really her presence. But she, yeah, it was, it was messy. And you can tell that she didn't really prepare it. And it was a, you know... Um, but the, the actual... That was when I start... Roman got my eyes wet but mm-hmm. but Shiv brought it fucking home for me I yes. was sobbing by the end of hers because she yes. just the 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 light shone on me and when the you know in the in the sunlight it's warm and just that one or two lines like kills me because if you've ever known or loved a narcissist that's exactly what it feels like and mm. it's like it just it was so relatable it was so true and it's just like i just saw it in her i saw i see myself in her so much so fucking much so it's like you know when we have these moments from her which are rare and you know i just i can't help but just be like okay yeah i'm just i'm with you i have to be with you like i have to it, yeah. I would be um, like mistaking myself to not be on your side or not be rooting for you, especially when, you know, it's so like just the misogyny of it all is so clear. The patriarchy of it all is so clear that, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, it just, it wouldn't feel right. Like I love Kendall and I love Roman and I hate them all at, at the same time, which is what's so great about the show. But, you know, Shiv, like that's my girl. Like I can't not be like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. So, but, um, yeah, the Mencken situation was a fucking shit show in this reception because. I can't stand him. I can't stand (laughs) him. Oh God, I can't stand him. You know what's fucked is that like, I don't like his politics, but I wish he was a Democrat or like more liberal, more aligned, more politically aligned with me, I should say. Um, and if he was, I would love him because he is just, he's the kind of person that is, he's comfortable in silence when everyone else is around is trying to fill the silence. They're saying shit that they don't mean. Like he understands how to extract shit from people. And it's exactly Mm -hmm. what everybody did. They said far too much. They gave away, you know, their positions. They, 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 every one of them fucked it. Kendall fucked it. Roman fucked it. Greg fucked it. And Shiv was, came in and saved the day. And even Mattson said far too much. What? Mm-hmm. They, I was. They kind of fucked it too. She might have gotten him away, but 
he did not seem convinced or impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, one of the, like, notables, we can start from just the Kendall. Kendall's the first one that makes it over. This guy's getting fucking just every angle. He's got Kendall, and then Roman comes up, and Greg comes up, and Connor comes up, and fucking Shiv comes in. a Roy sandwich. (laughs) Six ways, baby. Like, fuck. Um, yeah, so we have Kendall first, and basically we learned that Mencken never actually confirmed. Maybe he did confirm, but, you know, with Roman that he was going to block the deal. But Kendall's like, oh, a maybe you might be looking at this. Like, this isn't, mm-hmm. this is a two-way street, bro. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you guys he went back that? on his word up, probably after seeing the speech, the yeah. eulogy. Yeah, what do you think? No, he's just, he's gonna go where the money is. He's he's gonna go where it's gonna. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like, uh, kind of framed, or after Trump, the dump. Yeah. Mm. So he's gonna he's gonna do what's best for him. Yeah. That's yeah, well, yes, yeah. and I think he doesn't care if he screws over Roman. He got what he wanted. Exactly. He got the presidency. And they and they so now he's yeah. gonna Yep, and he's gonna do whatever he wants. Yeah. And he knows that when it comes to favors, he's probably gonna get more from the guy from Europe than he is gonna get from Kendall and Roman. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing, is he could put both Kendall and Roman out with one yeah. decision. And the thing is yeah. what it's so interesting about bringing actual po- because the whole show is political, but bringing actual politics into it is that Mencken is everyone is just concerned with power and money. When you bring politics into it, Mencken is not just thinking about money or power and what he can do, but he's also thinking about, I have four years as president. Now I want to run again. Mm-hmm. I have four more years after that. What's going to be the best, what is my meal ticket to get there? What's going right. to set me up the best. And that's how he's thinking laterally. He's not thinking quick yeah. paycheck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then quickly after that, we have, I think it's Connor that comes up next. And he's like, hey, let's talk about the slow, bro. Yeah, he, he wants to be a diplomat so bad now. And it's like, God, and he, and he rhymes every damn country. I'm like, Jesus, shut up. I love oh, it. Oh, my God. Oman with my woman. But you don't, you don't talk like that to a president, though. No, of course like, not. It's like, my God. Oh, my God. Well, there's so many things that I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Do people really talk to presidents like this? Like, And I think that they do. There, I've been, like, binging all of this, except the actual partner podcast, Um, even though it's kind of, it's not really a, I was going to say, it's kind of a com- com- competitor of ours. But listen to us both. We're both great. Um, but they have so many consultants on this season specifically as well. Just people that worked for the Obama campaign, people that worked on the Bush McCain, whatever Bush, whatever, whatever the fuck when I was a baby. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, like historians that, you know, worked on Watergate, like just all kinds of people in their arsenal. And they said basically that this reception when it comes to a president, um, they call it OTRs off the record when a president mm-hmm. goes somewhere and isn't it isn't disclosed to media. It's not preplanned or whatever, like a funeral. Right. And they um, somebody that worked on the Obama campaign said that this is very when you get in a room with the most powerful people like we are right now, they don't give a fuck who they're talking to. 
And that's yeah. always been Connor is he has no discretion whatsoever because he doesn't have to have discretion because he's rich and no matter what, right. yeah. no one can take that away from him. So, right. so yeah, they probably do talk to presidents yeah. like this. He's just, <laughs> God, fucking, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so, and then, so we have Kendall basically being, fucked off by Mencken. Then Connor comes in just like the dumb little idiot that he is talking about trying to be an ambassador. And then we have Roman that comes in that's trying to salvage. And then we have Mencken that says, um, God, what did he, what did he call him? He said, he's talking shit to Roman. Um, he says, sorry, let me find it. It's Something very about crying. Yeah. Yeah. He says, um, tiny tears. Oh. Um, yeah, he basically just, yeah, he says that. And, um, oh yeah, hold on. Here it is. The grim weeper, tiny oh, tears. No. He says. And then Kendall's like, Hey, Hey, like not. And this is the second time in two episodes that Kendall is stuck up for his siblings, which is just yeah, so interesting because he's like, the, like at the same time trying to kill them both. But you know, well, it's right. very sibling. Like, like I'm the only one who can fucking bully my siblings. <laughs> basically. You know? yeah. Um, so we have that interaction with Roman and then almost immediately Greg comes up and it's like, Hey, by the way, we were your <laughs> crowning committee, Tom Wamsgams, the one that made the call, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like the smart woman that she is, Shiv comes up with and says, you know, I'm your, you know, hello, president Jared Menken or hello, Mr. President. I'm your extraction team. And I'm just like, that, oh, that was, was really cute. Yeah. That was smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we move on to the conversation with Matson, Shiv, and uh, Megan, which I have a lot of thoughts on. But do you guys have any like overall thoughts on this? How when? No, I think it's for me. Yeah. It was kind of a blur. I was like, okay, what you want? Tech companies? I don't know why Megan doesn't want this. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, so Mencken, basically what's happening is Kendall and Roman are trying, they wanted to elect Mencken because Mencken and Roman are buddy-buddy, and right. Mencken said that he would block the deal because there's, like, a lot of guidelines and restrictions on foreign companies buying U.S. companies and vice versa. TikTok. Yeah, it's TikTok kind of is exactly what's the, the yeah. issue, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, like, very strict limitations that foreign companies have when they're operating right. or have- In the United States. In the United States, right? It's just foreign policy. So Mencken being the president and having more sway over the people that make these policies, that's why, that's what's happening, is they think Mencken's in, he's going to block the deal, we can keep the company. Um, gotcha. What Shiv and Matsit are trying to do is convince Mencken to let him own the company. And what they're floating is the idea of um, instead of Matson being hands-on in in Waystar Royco, um, hiring a, U, a U.S. base or like a CEO yeah. from the U.S., right, mm-hmm. to be more, as he says it, culturally aligned. Yeah. Um, so that's that's their pitch, essentially. But it's just, it's very, there are a few things that were just fucking uncanny about this. Number one, um, Mencken, obviously fascist, right? Likes tall, blonde, white dudes. So Matson uses that and is like, you know, mm-hmm. well, do you really think he's going to care if I'm a tall, blonde, white guy? Um, but when Mencken comes up, he, for the first time, <laughs> Matson's like, welcome in, which means like, welcome. <laughs> 
like just to make you know i don't just to make it it god it was just the satire is perfect um and then you know when mengen asked mattson what his views are he's tried and true privacy pussy pasta and that was just you know as always great mattson quote um but one thing that that mengen says to shiv and i'll just talk about her really quick and her pregnancy um in earlier in the episode when mattson and shiv they have a conversation at the funeral this is like moments after she tells uh roman and kendall that she's pregnant in the car um she floats the idea of a us ceo to mattson mattson says okay well i think that could work who she throws her name in the hat and he was like oh well what about your pregnancy using it to discredit her so the pregnancy Mm -hmm. is will be her demise i feel like in in all of this no one wants to hire a pregnant woman that has maternity leave and is going to have new responsibilities um do you think she'd actually take maternity leave no no she'd have a vanity vegetarian and you know that would 36 hours maternity leave yeah pretty much baby's Um, home with a nanny Mm -hmm. yeah yep but one thing that Mencken says when the U.S. CEO, he automatically understands that that's why Shiv is a part of the conversation and looks to her and says, Kinda Kuke Kirche, which means children, kitchen, church in German. And just another testament to his fucking Nazism is, you know, yeah. it, it's like a like misogynistic, yeah, misogynistic yeah. quote from the times of Nazi Germany. And he says that. And I like, I had to look at it. Obviously I didn't know what that meant, but when I looked it up, I was, I like almost threw my laptop. I was so fucking pissed because yeah. she just had to sit there and take that shit like a dick on the face, like just yeah. dick on the face. And she just had to take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would have enraged me if I was anyone on the street and someone said that's me, I'm grabbing you by the balls, sir. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck did you just say?" You know, one get thing out of here, scram! One thing that I thought of recently is that you know how like cats only when they're comfortable they'll roll on their their backs because their belly is vulnerable. Yeah. I feel like like men are so like aggy and like misogynistic and all of this. We need to have the power over women because their shit is exposed all the time. Like they're 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 they're, they're perfect they're they're like most vulnerable parts of them are on the outside of their body so like you know leaving them vulnerable all the time okay well they're stronger than women so they had to make it kind of fair right yeah i guess yeah just kick them in the nuts ladies just you know whatever just yeah (laughs) Uh, gosh but yeah no i think that with shiv i just i feel for her by the end of this because she is not she told three key people that she was pregnant everybody else found out on their own and all three them being kendall roman and her mother and all three of them none of them met her with congratulations this is so great no, none yeah. of them met her with positivity at all all of them no. and i'm like how even tom, even tom didn't yeah he didn't well, he questioned her thought she was lying kendall kind of did he said wow he his tone was like wow shiv no, yeah. that was that was politically correct. Holy shit, this is a mess. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, that was not. No, it wasn't. It wasn't positive. And her own mother was. Her mother's response was, "Blimey." I know. I know. <laughs> that was her mom's response. Like you know, yeah, she, but she never got a look. She 
never got along with her mother. She didn't like her mother. But I mean, nonetheless, and you know, I don't know. I'm just like Shiv is truly, I mean, her, Kendall and Roman are solidified alone in this fucking world as of this episode. You know? Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty, well, I mean, I guess we can talk, I didn't put this in the notes, but the Roman going out, Kendall basically tells him you fucked it in a condescending way. And then Roman goes out and tries to get beat up by protesters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was also not fun to watch. That was very hard to watch. I was like, Oh no. Cause you know, like, I think we, again, we've all felt that like feeling of like wanting like a visceral reaction after something bad happens. You know, I don't know if we all walk out and try to get beat up in protests, but like it was there and that's what he did. You know, yeah. um, I don't I think know. He just wants, he just wants to feel something. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Don't... You know, yeah. like we've all because so when there. the guy punched him in the face, he's like, "Ow!" I know, <laughs> I know. He was like, "I got to get out of here now." I feel it. It doesn't hurt. Do you didn't think it was going to hurt you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and also, like, think we've talked about this. The three of us have talked about this. That Logan used to beat him up. You know, yeah. maybe he was, I mean, and, and like Roman is high key masochist. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't, he saw an opportunity to go and get beat up and feel better, you know? Yeah. Yep. I'm sad. I'm <sighs> sad. It is sad. Yeah. Oh, poor Rome. I love that we could go from the show. Didn't I say the last time I was on here that Roman was going to kill himself? Yeah. That was your prediction. Yeah. Well, mom, Jesus, suicide boarding. God. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry, and not real, you know. Yeah, calling no. brother's not really gonna die, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be Tom at, for a minute there. I was like, oh no, the balcony. No, Tom, I don't know. They, Tom is. They definitely have had some undertones of that, you know. Tom's money hungry. I know. I know. He's not gonna stop. And now he might have a baby, so yeah. And he's whoever, whatever happens with the company, whatever happens, you know, if Shiv. You know, takes over with Madsen or whatever they sell. Tom's going to be right in the mix. Oh yeah, <laughs> because he comes from nothing, really. Yeah, and I mean, he well, no, he doesn't come. There. He doesn't come from nothing. His mom is a lawyer, nothing, but he he comes from compared to that family. Yeah, he comes, right. he comes from middle class, fucking Iowa, right? And he like, likes being on the, at that level. Yeah, I mean, he I doesn't. Um, I also do think though, if at a certain point, if Shiv was just like, fuck it, let's just take my share and go, he would have done that. I don't think that he's yeah. ambitious in the sense that everybody else is ambitious. That's because she's got serious cash. Well, yeah. I mean, they're worth, they're worth billions. Right. You yeah. know, it's not like, oh, let's take my $100,000 and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I really think he likes his like he likes the job yeah he likes likes, status yes and he likes that being in charge like yeah the whole thing with the coffee (laughs) oh my god craig i don't get coffee anymore the drama the drama i was like that is not gonna happen going back to (laughs) pond life going back to Uh, pond life because i didn't get my double shot i'm just like tom He loves being a pretentious prick. He really loves it. Yes, that. he does. Yeah, he does. Um, God, I just like I was looking at um on Reddit, on the succession Reddit, they were doing a like a poll basically of the best lines for every character. And 
the, the Tom is just this will segue right into the little game that I want to play um, that I thought of, you know, 20 minutes ago. But oh, yeah. um, the funniest characters, because like Tom is t- it'd be definitely top three. Um, the shit mm-hmm. they like the even just the going back to the wake episode where the one girl that Greg brings her gargantuan bag. You know, and what does she have in there? Her lunch pail, flip flops for the subway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's so funny to watch like the after, after the show when Mm -hmm. they talk and he's got the English accent Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's so amazing to me how they can do that. Yeah. 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 Like they could just, because he sounds American. Yeah. Well, with the one-liners and everything, he definitely... Yeah, and um, so he's English, and Sarah Suck, who plays Shiv, is Australian, and Brian Cox, who played Logan, is Scottish. So those are the three that we have that are have accents yeah. normally. Um, but it was funny because on one of the... One, it's something that I was um, watching. It was about a consultant on the show, and basically, like, they would look over the scripts and see if that all... If everything actually made sense. And they said, because Jesse Armstrong is British, too. He's the writer. That um, the... Basically, what they would do as Americans is they would go through because in in England their dialogue is just different. The way that they say things, like they say "okay, okay, yeah. okay," whereas we say "um" and you know, and yeah. and then um, like they say like "shall we?" Like "shall we go into this room?" and stuff like that, where they would have to like edit all of that out. But sometimes yeah. when they go off script, Sarah and him, you can tell like they say things that normally someone from right. England or Australia would say. I noticed a lot in the last two episodes when Shiv is asking a question, she says, yeah, after it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah like we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that's definitely not American. Exactly. So she, you we know, don't do that. That's kind of off script. That's her just being yeah. just, you know, just being conversational. So yeah, I, I can notice it now that, especially now that I've read that, or I was listening to that thing where they were saying that now I see it with the both of them. They both mm-hmm. like have those mannerisms that are not American. Does have an he doesn't have one, does he? No, no. He like, I mean, there's some words that he says, like he says coconut instead of coconut. Shit <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> <just> like that. <laughs> um my god. Oh well, here's another one that has great lines where he's like, oh, don't stick my dick in the guac and tell people that they're data. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh yeah okay so who are your top three funniest people we're i think we're all gonna say the same people me first yeah you go yeah tom greg hmm. yeah tom greg and probably madsen okay okay all right what about you maddie oh well no maybe roman Tom, Greg, and Roman. Yeah. Okay. Maddie. Um, I'm gonna say for sure Tom. <laughs> I actually really think Hugo is fucking hilarious. Yeah. He has yeah. said some off the wall shit that was so funny. So he's gonna be my number <laughs> two. I know he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but when he does Pop a nut. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then Number three, I will say, oof, 
I don't even know. Uh, I mean, Roman is obviously funny, but yeah, probably Roman for me. Okay. Um, I think mine are Connor is, I think, my number one, probably, because he's just so <laughs> stupid. Um, but he is so privileged that, like, he just knows that he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Do you know who he is? Do you know what he played in a long time ago? Alan mm-hmm. Ruck. Wasn't he in, was he in, why? I don't, I don't know if I'm thinking Home Alone-esque, but that might just be because uh-huh. of Karen Culkin. But he was in... What was he in? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fuck, that's right. <gasps> he was the, the best one that, friend. Yeah, he drove the his dad's car out of the thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Damn. Good for him. Now you look at him and you see it. Now yeah. I can see it. You know, you know. I know. He, God, he's, geez. Wow, he, got, he hasn't changed a lot. Yeah, I know. No. If his hair like was, it, if his hair was still black, I think I would have seen it. But now he's all salt and pepper. Yeah. That, but I mean, the way he did, like his one-liners and his the way he yeah because he, he, he was like that in Ferris Bueller's Day Off too. He was very well. It's funny just, because wasn't he in Ferris Bueller? His character was a, a like he had a rich daddy that didn't like him very much, yes. right? <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. God. And broke his car. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, a uh, fun little crossover that I just noticed in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the girl that plays um, Willa is the is Midge's brother's wife. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I just noticed that today. I was like, oh, shit. That is her, isn't it? Um, yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, mommy, you just blew my mind. I didn't even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, yeah, so back to the funnies. Connor is my number one, I think. Um, I would say Greg, but like just because his presence is so dumb. Um, but <laughs> but I don't know. I don't want to give Greg any flowers at all. <sighs> just fuck Greg for right now. Um, I don't know. I will say, yeah, Connor Roman. And and Tom are my three, I think. Yeah. 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 My gosh. Well, that was fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> um uh, all right. So I mean, unless we have any other thoughts, ladies. Nope, it's bedtime. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a wrap until next week. So come join us for the season finale, oh. which I think is about an hour and a half long. So thank you, HBO. For, for giving that. us yeah. what also, we desire. Yeah, also going to be doing um, a Theories Predictions uh, podcast this weekend before, like, amid the finale. So I'm going to be doing that. Maddie, unfortunately, won't be on that, but I'm going to bring back two of the guests that we've had on the season, Jack and Brandy. So look forward to that this weekend. And then, yeah, of course, the finale after Sunday. Yeah. Well, yeah. So sad. I know. Yeah, so, so sad. Follow us. Uh, HBO's pod across all the platforms and leave us a review. If you leave us a bad one, tell us why so we can get better. That'd be so nice. <laughs> We'd love that. <laughs> um, yeah, and also tell us your fucking theories and how you feel about the season. You know, we're sad. Let us know if you're sad about the series ending. Yeah. We want to yeah. be sad together. Misery loves company, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, good night, good riddance. Come back. All good things come to an end. Yes. Okay. Fuck off, hoes. We love you.
Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs>